to Accelerate OC, the only show focused on the people leading innovation in Orange County. Join our host, Carrie Ransom, and his conversations with the trendsetters, entrepreneurs, investors, and leaders here, because it's time to Accelerate OC. Good morning. Welcome to Accelerate OC. I'm Carrie Ransom, and thanks always to our engineer, Paul, for making me and my guests sound so good. Today's episode is sponsored by OC4 Ventures, a new venture studio and fund that I'm a part of here. And we are identifying the most exciting and promising tech entrepreneurs in Orange County and the, and supporting them with, uh, as we call it, our four C's, capital, coaching, collisions with the great talent that's here, and then also connecting them into our community. So if you're one of those entrepreneurs or you know one, Send them my way, or you can reach us out to us at oc4v.com. I'm super excited to have Mike Daniel here today. And before we get to hear from him and all the current work that he's doing with the Orange County Entrepreneur Community, because he is touching, I'm guessing, thousands of them through his work, uh, let me tell you a little bit about Mike. Mike's the regional director of the Orange County and Inland Empire Small Business Development Center Network. That's a lot to uh, chew on, and we'll dig into what exactly that is. Uh, But they're assisting aspiring entrepreneurs and current business owners throughout Orange, San Bernardino, and Riverside counties. So we're talking about uh, millions and millions of of people across those three counties. And uh, for short, that's called the uh, SBDC, Small Business Development Center. And before taking on this regional role, he was also the director of the office in Long Beach for five years. So Mike will share more about how the structure works, and a lot of the the good work that they're doing. And I think the great thing about uh, being in that role now is he also has been and is a business owner, and he's an entrepreneur. He started with a franchise called Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory, where he had a store in L.A., and then he opened a second one in Long Beach, and eventually he had 20 employees, including managers, and having grown up in retail myself, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that experience And then he eventually sold the L.A. store, took a minority position in several other locations as well. But he has the retail bug, clearly, um, because he's also now an entrepreneur and starting his own brand, another store in Long Beach called Sugar Daddy's Sweet Shop. So he's an entrepreneur, he works with entrepreneurs, and he's managing what I consider to be a critical support system that our government provides to small businesses throughout the country, but particularly here and we're going to focus here on Orange County today. He sees so much activity. I'm excited to talk about the trends and uh, things that he uh, sees with his perspective. Mike, it's great to have you on Accelerate OC. Yeah, thanks for having me, Carrie. Appreciate being here. Awesome. Well, let's get to the starting line. So this might be strange, but I, I think given some of the things we were talking about before, I don't know that a lot of the audience is maybe familiar with small business development centers and that program. So Can you give sort of at the federal level a little bit of background as well as how it touches people here in Orange County? Yeah, absolutely. Um, The the program's been around since the 70s and started at Cal Poly Pomona, and they wanted to see how can we touch more businesses in their region and be much more community-feeling and focused. And it had so much success that the federal government, through the Small Business Administration and the SBA, decided let's try and make this program a nationwide program. Uh, so they put a bill in into Congress, and so in 1984, it became an act, the Small Business wow. Act of 1984. And so there are now SBDC networks across the entire country. There's usually a 
network that runs each each state, um, okay. California being so big and so sure. large, we're broken into five different regions. Mm. So we are the state of Orange County Inland Empire, which doesn't make a whole yeah. lot of sense, but it is what it is. Um, That's interesting. Actually, I'll, I'll bring that up later. But yeah. yeah, really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's a federal federally funded program. So we are regulated by by Congress on our budget. It's a yearly, yearly budget. It's been around, like I said, for about 35 years now. Um, we also receive funding from the state of California. Um, we, as Cal, I work out of Cal State Fullerton, so Cal State Fullerton yes. is the grant holder for okay. the Small Business Development Center network for this region. Okay. Um, so with that, we run a center out of our Irvine location, mm-hmm. which is on Banting um, by the by the Irvine Spectrum, and then we also subcontract out to eight other centers. And so what that means is we give money to centers to provide support, whether it be one-on-one mm-hmm. consulting, training, anything else that's needed for a small business owner to start, grow, and possibly exit in, in, during the lifetime of their business. That's great. So let's let's go a little bit uh, deeper there. So if I am thinking about starting a business, what what's what does it cost me to go to the, you know, I'm, I'm playing, I know a little bit about this, but yeah. what, what does it cost me to come into the an SBDC? How do I find out which one might fit me? Do they have different types of profiles or things that they really focus on? Yeah, absolutely. You, we, have, we have eight centers. Everyone has a slightly different focus. Mm-hmm. Um, we have three tech centers. Uh, and when I start telling you the names, you'll know all sure. of the brands and the names that, that we work with. But Cal State Fullerton, um, in our Irvine Center, we really focus on restaurant, retail, hospitality, mm-hmm. and then professional services. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. dentists, doctors, sure. chiropractors. Um, our Rancho Santiago Center focuses on very similar things. Um, they also have a strong focus in the in the Vietnamese community mm. um, and run specialized programs there. The Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce runs one of our SBDCs, really focused on Spanish-speaking programming mm. for startup. Mm-hmm. And then they also are just getting into the mix and will be launching a new program with them where they're going after corporate supplier diversity, meaning we have a lot of corporations mm-hmm. in Orange County. Mm-hmm. How can we say, we want one, we want to keep that those procurement dollars in, with small businesses yes. in Orange County. And so he has a pretty strong board. Ruben Franco is the CEO, and also the he runs our SBDC there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're trying to get a lot of the corporations on board to say we're willing to, one, recognize a certification that is Orange County-based. Mm-hmm. And every time we push out an RFP or request for a proposal for painting, for plumbing, mm-hmm. for food, for catering, whatever it might be, that we want those dollars to go to small businesses in Orange County. So they'll really kind of be the generator of what that looks That's like. That's amazing. So really interesting. Um, and then we have two two tech centers focused in Orange County. We have uh, UCI Applied Innovation. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's the Beal Applied Innovation, yes. um, SBDC. And so they really focus on preparing really clients that are looking for equity capital. Mm-hmm. And I would say, if you kind of break down that that realm of, you know, idea to feasibility, feasibility to proof of concept, proof of concept to commercialization, mm-hmm. kind of in that realm, mm-hmm. they're really kind of on the, I received some friends and family money, and now I'm looking for angel investment. Mm-hmm. How do I put my company together to make sure. it look, and, and how do you help me attract that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other side, we have Octane, which is a medical device accelerator mm-hmm. in Alyssa Viejo. They run our Launchpad SBDC, which they're really helping clients from proof of concept to commercialization really looking at venture capital Mm -hmm. and and how to prepare their clients for venture capital. Um, The great part about what we do, and, you know, back to your original question was, all of our services have already been paid for. Yes. So it doesn't cost you anything to to come see us, but we are going to put you to work. Yes. You know, we are going to work with you and your company. We don't do it for you, but we're going to help educate you on your business, on how to run your company, on how to attain capital. That's what you're looking for. Um, And the great part is there's 100 consultants throughout our network. We are all current business owners or current business experts in mm. various capacities and fields. That's amazing. And it's such a huge resource 
for our community that, uh, again, uh, I think we, we why you're here and we want to draw attention to. And, and I know friends of mine who have raised considerable amounts of venture capital that have been through Launchpad or have been through uh, various SBDC centers. So it's, it is uh, a very risk, low risk, uh, almost risk-free opportunity that people can explore if they really want to. Absolutely. So as you think about, you've got these multiple centers mm-hmm. that are doing different things. How does the SBA look at the effectiveness of the program? How do you track metrics, which I'm guessing could look very different from center to center. It absolutely looks different. So the SBA really gives us five goals that they want um, for the funding that they give us. So they're looking at how many businesses we help start, Mm -hmm. how much capital we help those clients achieve, whether it be debt or equity capital, uh, how many jobs we're helping support. So how many, how many jobs are in in each business that we're helping? Mm -hmm. And then how many clients do we see? You know, some, some basic metrics as well of how many clients do you see? How many hours are you spending in consulting? So that's really what they measure. I would say that the biggest measurement that I always have is change in profit, which is a really difficult one to, to get from a very small mm-hmm. business owner who mm-hmm. really doesn't always know what that, that sure. looks like. But that's to me, that's how you really assess the effectiveness of a program mm-hmm. is change in profit, change in growth, right? Yes. Hiring employees. So that's, okay. yeah. Yeah, which obviously could be very different for a retail establishment versus professional services versus a high tech or med tech high growth company that may not have profit on the horizon for a long time. Yeah, five or ten years, right? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. Well, let's go into the hood a little bit. What what kind of trends do you feel like you're seeing because you've been involved with the SBDCs for quite a while? Do you feel like you're seeing more new starts of businesses? Are you seeing different types of businesses? What what are the trends and uh, metrics that you, that you know you are seeing that are I guess encouraging at this point. Absolutely, yeah, and and I think what it is is you know SBDCs the name itself is a little unique, you know, mm-hmm. and I I get you know federally funded it doesn't cost yes. anything. What is it? You know, what is it in mm-hmm. it for me? And so we've really tried to change what we do and who we are, and kind of had a, a rebirth of let's be in the industries that people want to start businesses. Mm-hmm. Let's touch and let's have expertise in the areas that people need the most sure. help in. Um, so to give you some examples, I mean, I think what we're really seeing are a lot of people that have jobs currently that mm-hmm. say, I have this great idea or this innovation, or I could do this better than my current boss and my current mm-hmm. company's doing it. How do I get my business started? Yes. And rather than going out and signing a five-year lease at you know mm-hmm. $5,000 a month for mm-hmm. 60 months and getting committing to $300,000, let's think a little differently. So we built a partnership with the Orange County Marketplace, which is where they, the Orange County Fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Saturdays and Sundays is kind of the, the granddaddy, I think, of them all of, of swap meets, farmers yes. markets in Orange County. They, they have anywhere from four to 600 vendors every Saturday and Sunday. And so we have a partnership with them where over a six-week period, we are training people how to be successful in, in the marketplace, how to mm. take their product, how to price it, how to cost it, how to get, if, if it's food, how to get through the health department, which is always its own interesting mm-hmm. uh, navigation. And and then the marketplace gives them a free weekend to say, wow. let's incubate that idea. Mm-hmm. Let's let's really see, do people want what I'm selling? Sure. Are they willing to pay for it? Do they want something different? And so happy to say, you know, we just kicked off uh, a program on November 2nd. So we run it every Saturday. And on November 30th, on Small Business Saturday, we will have 40 plus vendors making their first sale at the marketplace. So 40 plus vendors, right? And so super cool. And anywhere from, you know, clothing to food to somebody had a a new sealable bag device. I mean, it's everything and anything. And, you know, you're getting 10,000 people at that marketplace on a Saturday and Sunday to come see, do Mm -hmm. they want your product? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's, I think it's amazing opportunity. That's, that's, really, really cool. It, you know, it just occurs to me, I, I'm, I'm a bit of an outlaw thinker, but it occurs to me that 
maybe that could be even something to consider for people in my world that are most more likely building tech startups but have tech products or services to even be a laboratory for them yeah abso- to, absolutely to try uh, get that I always talk about validation or customer testing that could be a, a perfect right. spot to do some of that. absolutely and we've had a lot of people successfully go through that we did it last year we had 10 businesses start mm-hmm. um, through that process but I mean for the most part everybody's making a sale and it's you know it's interesting I mean I can think of you know one of the one of the clients that we have there he created a skateboard for toddlers mm-hmm. so it was a little wider so mm-hmm. that it wouldn't fall and he was there probably I think we kicked off about nine o'clock on the on the Saturday and by about 1230 hadn't sold anything nobody was even taking a look. And partly it was because people didn't understand what it was, right? There wasn't the right marketing. It wasn't the right mm-hmm. message. So he just he, he had his family come down. They started showcasing what it could do. All of a sudden, you know, by the end of the day, he had sold $1,000 with the skateboards. Now, not going to, you know, make millions of dollars sure. in that, that day, but what a great validation of, yes. God, my marketing wasn't right. Yes. Um, so now when he mass produces this, he'll know a little bit better, you that's know, right. and, and what a great start, right? That's right. So, well, and that's, that's your great advantage when you're just starting out is that – ability to be nimble and to adjust and iterate and you know once you get to a certain size you have to go through committees and planning and yep. and all these processes but when you're early on i always say when i meet entrepreneurs early on it's learn fast fail fast adjust that is your advantage over anybody you're going to compete against Absolutely. so that that's a great story of of being able to, to, in one day, make that kind of learning is really valuable. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's so, I mean, I would say 50% of our clients, we see, and yes. one of the questions you asked, were how many clients we see, we see about 5,000 clients a year, mm-hmm. whether that be through training mm-hmm. or that be through consulting. Mm-hmm. We do about 25,000 hours of one-on-one consulting, which I think that that is really why people come to us. Imagine being able to, you know, you're, you're starting a new tech company, you need angel investment. You get a chance to sit down across the table from somebody that is an angel investor mm-hmm. in Orange County, mm-hmm. and they're going to give you advice on what's wrong with your pitch, or you did, really didn't do enough due diligence on market size or market validation, mm-hmm. or your team's not really strong, or your team's great, but this is what's weak. And so they help you through that whole piece, and then if they like what they see, they might they might introduce you to some other angel investors or, you know, there's no guarantee of funding. Mm-hmm. But, you know, our two tech centers really have done a great job of preparing people for funding and then helping them into the right, you know, the right connections. Yeah, that's great. So we really have, I mean, you mentioned people in jobs that are maybe thinking about starting something. We have this really low unemployment market right now, and yet we also have this really high cost of living and we're in one of the more expensive markets in the country and as you think about entrepreneurs and people thinking about starting a business how do you feel like that is affecting people's willingness or or ability to to do that here you know i think there's so many opportunities for people to like we were just talking about the marketplace to test your product to go see i mean whether you're selling on amazon Mm -hmm. you're you know getting into etsy you know now etsy even has stores there's one in the shops in mission viejo um i think you know those types of opportunities are really where people should be starting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, we always get a lot of people that Orange County being what Orange County is. There's a lot of money in Orange County. Yes. People have a lot of equity in their homes. Mm-hmm. They can start tapping into that. We always say slow down just a little bit. Sure. Let's test the market. Let's let's get let's get into it a little bit more before you jump in. Mm-hmm. You know, and and quit your job. And I think sure. that's that's what I would always tell somebody is if you want to start your own business keep your day job yes. or at least have some secondary source of income before mm-hmm. you jump out of that and then you have no money because um, it's going to take a while, right. right? Businesses don't just on that's a dime right. all of a sudden start turning a profit. That's right. Yeah, that's, a, I think, a great, great point of view. So if you think about Orange County, we've talked a little bit uh, kind of around that. Yeah. We're, we're, we don't have a city center. We don't, you know, the fairgrounds is a great 
venue like that. There, on any given weekend, I would guess maybe a dozen or more swap meets or uh, markets around the county, if not more than that. About yeah. sixty, but yeah, sixty, 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 so, 60 so opportunities. That you know that. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> um, but we've got thirty-four different municipalities and. A lot of people that have come through here or that I've met, you know, we're just too spread out. You you are covering different regions. You know, do you see increased cross-pollination? I mean, I, I sort of love Orange County because I don't feel like our traffic is that bad. Yeah. It's, and it's all relative. But compared to L.A., uh, compared to Chicago, where I used to live, I find this to be very easy to get around. Yeah. So how do you think about, you know, that, that cross-pollination across the different centers because you, you probably have a better view on that than most. Yeah. You know, I actually I actually love that there's 34 cities, that maybe there mm-hmm. isn't just that one giant yes. city center. You have 34 different opportunities. That's right. Right? And so I think if you think come about it a little differently, there's 3.2 million people in Orange mm-hmm. County. No city is small. That's right. right. I mean, you take the smallest city, and we're still talking 50, 60, mm-hmm. 70,000 people. So if you, let's take retail, for, for instance, I could have six, seven, eight locations and never touch the same person. Sure. Um, if I'm in tech, you know, and, and I just got back from a conference really focused on GovTech. So mm-hmm. as, as governments yes. are trying to be smart cities and smart counties and regions, if you have some device or, and just to give you a quick example, there was, so there's a, a group that has started up what they're calling GovTech. So rather than businesses having to compete for an RFP through a city or through a county, mm-hmm. what they do is they work with the county or the city and they, they bring it down a level and they say, here's what we're looking for. I need eight to 10 startups. Who's ever interested? We're going to put you through an eight to 10 week test. Mm-hmm. Whoever has the best product gets the contract. Sure. That's amazing. Yes. Um, and so when I, what they showed us was a, a winner of, you know, trash collection in San Francisco. Right. And so do I need to go pick up those trash cans every single day or what they mm-hmm. created was a smart device on mm-hmm. the trash cans that tells you when it needs to be picked mm-hmm. up. Just a great opportunity, right? Yes. So if you kind of take that back to Orange County, you have 34 different ways of doing that, right? Mm-hmm. So you might not be able to sell in Yorba Linda, but God, sure. you could sell in Costa Mesa or you could sell in Irvine. And so I think it's a better opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's that's a great point of view. How do you think about the things that we're missing to right now to help bring that perspective to the entrepreneurs? Yeah, you know, and I think we're so... There's so many people doing business development or touching small business. The problem is there's not just one voice. Yes. You know, you have 50 different organizations all doing it, but not collaborating together. Yes. Um, and interestingly enough, I, we're partnering with Wells Fargo through the SBDC on November 19th to start that conversation. That's great. Of you know, what do we really need here? Do we need a CDFI? And if you're not familiar mm-hmm. with it, a community development financial institution that lends anywhere from 25,000 to 150,000. That's you know a little less stringent than going to a traditional sure. lender. Um, do we need an economic yes, development? Yes, the answer. Oh yes, no, absolutely. And I'll talk a little about funding and what sure. we do because I think it's a little different than what people are used to. Do we need an economic development collaborative to really be that voice, to yes. kind of take in what all these cities and the region is doing and, and push it out, right? I mean, you often see stats on big business and what they're doing in Orange County, but you rarely see small businesses, right? And sure. if you take into account that, you know, 99%, as you probably know, the stats are all small businesses. Mm-hmm. And small business can mean anything from a five-person business to a one-person business to 500 employees in a small manufacturing firm, everybody's small, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and to that point of, you know, we need a, we need a, we need a voice for small business somewhere. Yes. And so the hope is that this will start that. That's great. Well, include me as somebody who'd be happy to be a supporter and participant. Awesome. Uh, however I can. So you've been that small business owner. Uh, we were talking a little bit before that, you know, you started with a franchise yep. model and 
you know, I had a conversation with one of the large franchisors recently, and and they kind of reminded me that in some respects, a, a franchise model maybe isn't the best design for a true entrepreneur because they've got a proven system, and it's a great model for a business owner, and maybe a great way to even get started. So I'd love to hear a little bit more on your journey from starting with a franchise concept, growing that, and then ultimately deciding to, to create your own brand. Yeah, yeah, that, that was an interesting journey. Um, so I actually started, my parents started a Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory mm-hmm. when I was 13. And so downtown Huntington Beach, mm-hmm. right when the pier reopened, and got a chance to learn from from the two of them. And, you know, that's a better education than any yes. education you could pay for. Um, but saw kind of what they did, which, you know, they were true single store operators. That's mm-hmm. really kind of what they mm-hmm. saw. That was their vision. They didn't want to grow. Uh, my brother was a couple years older than me. He graduated. He opened a store in Long Beach. Um, I swore I went to Cal State Fullerton. I swore when I was graduating, I was done. I was going to get a real job. Mm-hmm. I had a job actually lined up with Anheuser-Busch to go out to St. Louis and, and mm-hmm. learn a little bit about mm-hmm. you know, selling beer. And it just so happened right before I left, um, Rocky Mountain, the corporation, had 50 company stores, and they were unloading them. Mm-hmm. You had to be an existing franchisee mm-hmm. to get into them. So mm-hmm. I got into a store in Manhattan Beach through my parents, yes. and at 22, you know, that's yeah. was, had that's a, a great store. start. Yeah. yeah, and you think you know everything yes. about business, right? Absolutely. I mean, I went to business school. I was <laughs> in it for 10 years, and how fast you learn. Yes, yes. Um, you know, and, and that, what a great opportunity to, to really learn. Then opened up a second. I, so that was a failing store. Turned it around in about a year. Oh, wow. um, made it successful. So opened a second store in Belmont Shore, mm-hmm. which is in Long Beach as well. And it just so happened in my store in Manhattan Beach, somebody had come in and said, "I want to buy your store." I'm like. I think at the time I was like 27. I go, well, it's not for sale. Thank you. And he walked out. I'm like, well, that wasn't too smart. You know, I mean, God, I mean, I should have at least told him a number yeah. just to see if he's even willing right. to pay it. And um, this is right as, as the kind of the trend of Pinkberries were coming in. Mm-hmm. And it was a copycat. It was a Sefiore, which is a South Korean brand. And so he's looking to open up a few. He's coming from Canada. And so thank God he came back the next day. And sure enough, he said, I'm still interested. I said, perfect. I have a number for you. Uh, I had all night to think about it. And so I gave him a number. It would probably would have taken me about 10 years to make that, mm-hmm. it, running that store. And so he paid me. Didn't even go through escrow. Just here's a check. And I walked away. Awesome. Um, yeah. And so it allowed me to, to get into other stores. And, um, you know, I still had another store. But, you know, you learn so much from running a business. And, you know, I would say my biggest struggle and what I try to teach people is going from one to two. Mm-hmm. From being a store owner to being a true owner of a multi, multi-unit mm-hmm. um, locations mm-hmm. is, is difficult, yes. right? Because you're, I'm, I'm a type A person. Most entrepreneurs and most small businesses mm-hmm. are type A. They do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't learn to actually train people. And God, how much bigger your business can grow if you train people the right That's way. Right. That's so. right. And and bring in the people. If, you, if you're not a natural teacher, trainer, yep. manager to bring in those people that are yep. and, and finding those. And it is. It's, it is. Uh, I think that was a great lesson for me to learn growing up with in retail uh, with my family's business was just being able to see, okay, these are the people that really have a lot of growth opportunity here. These are people that are just going to keep doing that same job yeah. over and over, and that may be okay, yeah. but that you need all kinds to really make that work and to grow yeah. over time Absolutely. as well, if that's part of the desire. Yeah. If, if you wanted to do all the jobs yourself, that's always an option, but you know, I think doing that because you choose to is probably going to be more enjoyable than doing it because you're in the way. Yeah. Yeah. And to, you know, to your question on franchising, I mean, it was a great opportunity to really learn, um, yes. systems and processes. Right. And I think that's what most businesses lack are those yes. systems and processes. And, you know, I think what people often overlook is all these franchises 
are small business owners as well. They're not this large company. It's a small business owner running it, um, and they own it, and, you know, it's affected in many different ways. Um, So I learned a lot, and, you know, I I sell chocolate. I like chocolate, Mm -hmm. but I really love candy, and I Mm -hmm. get excited about candy, and so that's when I opened up a candy store and said, Mm -hmm. can I make a model off of what I already know and start a store that could then turn into its own franchise. Mm-hmm. And that's where came up with Sugar Daddy Sweet Shop. Now, you're going to Google that. Make sure you type in all Sugar Daddy Sweet Shop and not just Sugar Daddies because mm-hmm. you get a whole different <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Yes, that, uh, that makes sense. Yes. Uh, and I did look at it. I, I'm excited to come visit yeah. at, at some point. Um, I, I try to stay away from it, but I have a, a three kids, and they yeah. are definitely candy fans. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we will definitely make a trip up there so what you know you talked about you know learning to go from one to two which i agree growth is often a very very difficult uh, thing to manage what what any other really key lessons in the difference i guess that you've seen between a franchise and doing it your way you know it's great to have autonomy to kind of do whatever you want but some of those systems are put in place for a reason and i think even if you're going at it without a franchise model Mm -hmm. you still need to look at what others are doing and Mm -hmm. kind of look at what makes it professional right i mean and you could walk into a business and say god that's professionally done or kind of we're taking that on the fly and putting it together Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. you know you see a process that's not correct or just how interaction with customer service there's so many things i think you can take from it and it's it's like an education right i mean Mm -hmm. you're educated in business Mm -hmm. through business schools and Mm -hmm. you take that education then you make it your own and i think that's what i could probably take from it the most sure that's that's great so orange county compared to the other places that you're covering here in the inland empire as well talk to me about you what what do you see that's unique about orange county versus the inland empire riverside area um, and what what do you see as the same? Yeah, you know, I think I think it's the same ambition. Everybody wants to start a business. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to run their own business. Everybody that's in business wants to grow their business. I think what we see across all three counties, and keep in mind, I mean, San Bernardino is the largest county in the country. Sure. Um, Riverside and Orange County are in the top ten. I mean, mm-hmm. these are large counties and yes. large regions, and seven and a half million people across them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, California Californians think differently. Just yes. to begin with, um, I think they're go getters, and I think that's what it takes. It's it's a nonstop go getting. You know, whatever I need, I'm not going to stop. Versus, you know. And I kind of pick up my business today, and I'm going to set it down tomorrow and mm-hmm. kind of think through it. Mm-hmm. I, I think most of them, the biggest need that I see, especially in Orange County, we just did a program with the Irvine Chamber. Um, we called it Level Up. It was a four-month program taking existing businesses that mm-hmm. have a couple employees to many employees, doing half a million dollars to $5 million was kind of the mm-hmm. threshold. We had 12 businesses go through it. No one in the same industry, and everyone lacked the exact same thing. And it's not that they lack it. It's just that they don't know how to use it, and it's sure. all around financials, mm. right? It's how do I use my P&Ls mm-hmm. to really run my business, mm-hmm. how to look at numbers, um, and that's always the biggest. You know, we, we kind of talked about KPIs and key performance indicators, mm-hmm. and that was a blank stare, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so how do they even judge growth? Sure. How do they know what they're doing? If you're going to push out an advertisement even, how do you know if it's successful, mm-hmm. right? So it's just measuring mm-hmm. and, and looking at mm-hmm. things a little differently, I kept asking the group every time we'd meet, I said, are you more interested in growing the top line or the bottom line? They said, the top line. They kept telling me mm-hmm. the top line. I go, and finally, we showed them, you can grow, you can triple the size, mm-hmm. and your bottom line might still shrink. That's right. You know, so why is that important to grow That's the right. top line? And, you know, I always get in, we're at that time of year where people start thinking, God, I, I just, I want to double my sales next year with no real intent of mm-hmm. how to make that happen. And mm-hmm. I say, you know, planning is so huge. And you don't need a 
business plan the way you know sure. you go online in a hundred page business plan. That's not mm-hmm. how you need to grow your business, but you need to understand your numbers and how those dictate growth That's and right. see the gaps and see the weaknesses. And so it was a great program. You know, That's four months. Amazing. Yeah, we had businesses growing. I mean, we had anywhere from you know some uh, a broker to you know I think the highest the highest grossing business that we had was a plumbing business. You know, twenty five employees. I think mm-hmm. they were about $3 million a year in sales, didn't know how to grow, right? And didn't know how he got there, mm-hmm. but amazing at his business and his craft, but not necessarily the operations of mm-hmm. the business. And what, what is it that you think keeps people from getting comfortable with the financials or really digging into those numbers? Is it just a fear of what might be there, or is it just a, a general uncomfortable position with numbers in general? Is I think what... you're never taught what it looks like. So they're fearful mm-hmm. of what they get. And so I think a lot of the times they go to their accountant, they get these numbers, mm-hmm. they put them in a drawer. They don't know how to analyze it. They mm-hmm. don't know what the numbers are telling them. And I, honestly, I think it's just a fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. It's They all know exactly what the numbers tell them. Sure. You know, they just don't know maybe the interrelation of, you know, a balance sheet and a cash flow statement and what mm-hmm. all this means. And God, I mean, we had uh, somebody that, that did a lot of um, construction and tree trimming and things like that. And, you know, his receivables were 90 days out. He wanted to grow, but unfortunately, where he wanted to grow, receivables would probably be pushed out another 30 More, or 60 yeah. days. So now he's going to take mm-hmm. on and have to cash flow $400,000 sure. a month. They don't understand how that relates. And mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, structured growth is good. Sometimes just crazy growth isn't always good. Sure. Yeah, that's a, uh, I think that is, and a program like that, I, I, is this something, was it a test that you're going to expand? Or it is, what? yeah. Okay. So we'll be running it again at the Irvine Chamber. Uh, we'll, so in, in February, so if people are interested, they can definitely mm-hmm. sign up with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is a vetting process. We're doing it in Brea starting in late late January, but okay. we'd like to roll it out all across the region. I mean, That's we really awesome. see kind of touching all parts of, you know, I mean, I, I know you said there wasn't a lot of traffic in Orange mm-hmm. County, but you know, travel is still a barrier. Sure. And so we're trying to sure. limit that. And so how can we be in Huntington Beach? How can we be in Brea? How can we be in Fullerton? How can we be in Yorba Linda? How can mm-hmm. we be in Irvine, San, San Clemente? How can we touch all these different places? Sure. That's great. So one of the things I often ask the guests on here is how can they get involved? So with regard to the SBDCs, you know, they certainly could come there to get consulting and, and help on their business. Are there other things that you're looking for or things that the community that listens to this could could participate or, or help you with? Absolutely. I would say, yeah, one, you can definitely come see us and we'll help you in anything that you might need. Um, but if you are an expert or you are a business owner looking to help other businesses, mm-hmm. we always are hiring new consultants. Everyone at our at our centers, they're all part-time employees, and mm-hmm. most of them are independent contractors that are here for a couple hours a week, anywhere to 20 or 30, and they're working on their own business. Mm-hmm. But it's it's amazing to sit across the table and actually help people. Um, and I think that's what everybody loves about it. They're really kind of moving these businesses forward. Mm-hmm. And as, as we look at the landscape, I mean, I don't know if you talk about numbers all the time, but 80% of businesses have no employees. 80%. Hmm. So four out of five businesses have zero employees in their business. How do we just get people to get to one? Mm-hmm. You know, and so kind of, and I think it comes back to planning and structuring and, you know, I mean, and as we talked about employees and independent contractors, whatever that might be, with, we won't talk about the laws of AB5 and sure. kind of how that's changing sure. the landscape. But um, how do we help people understand that one employee might double their bottom line okay. and kind of just thinking differently? Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, Mike, it's been a real pleasure, and uh, unfortunately, Paul's giving me the time sign over here, so we've got to go to our final lap here on Accelerate OC, and I always ask uh, to end, you know, what's a key lesson you've learned or piece of advice you'd love to share with the audience? So if you think about other business people here in particularly Orange County, is that, that's where you know I focus here on Accelerate OC, what's a, a key lesson you've learned or piece of advice you'd love to give? 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I come back with a phrase um, of, you know, think big and plan smart, right? right? I mean, you can have the biggest thoughts in your mind, but put it down mm-hmm. on paper, you know, really kind of educate yourself. And like I said, go back to your P&Ls, look at your numbers and say, God, if I did 20% more in sales, what is that going to do to my customers? What's that going to do to my cash flow? What's that going to do to my current people in my business? And really kind of plan smart. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love to help you in any way that, you know, I'm talking to all the people out there, they're listening, love to help you in your business. And like I said, we're here uh, anytime you need us. That's great. Well, I hope that the audience will take you up on that. And thank you so much for joining us here today on Accelerate OC and sharing all the great work that you do and that your team does uh, within the SBDC network. Uh, you know, from my perspective, and I think everybody will agree, you're certainly doing your part to accelerate OC. Welcome to the family. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. You've just listened to Accelerate OC. Join our live recordings every Tuesday morning at accelerateoc.com or listen, like, and share anytime from your favorite podcast spot. Let's accelerate OC together. 